0: If you've been following our podcast, you know that we usually follow the traditional Jewish Bible reading schedule and explore the weekly Torah portion called the Parsha. But today we're going to talk about one of the most important holidays on the Jewish calendar, Passover, which begins later this week. Passover celebrates the seminal event in Jewish history, the exodus from Egypt, the moment when the Israelites were redeemed by God and became his people. Today, we're going to explore some biblical verses that explain how Jews celebrate Passover every year and the lesson it holds for all people of faith. We'll talk about how asking questions is a central theme of Passover, and we'll discover why asking questions is a critical component in our walk with God. We'll learn that asking good, honest questions shouldn't be seen as a challenge to God, but as a way to improve our lives, our world and yes, even our faith. This week, all across Israel, and actually across the entire world, Jews are preparing for Passover. We're cleaning out our houses, getting rid of leavened bread, just as the Bible tells us to, and we're buying special foods like matzah to eat at our special Passover meals. Passover begins at sundown this coming Friday night. So instead of reading the weekly Parsha in the synagogue on this coming Shabbat, we'll read a part of the Bible that actually relates to Passover, Exodus 1221 to 1251. This section of the Bible tells us about the eve of the Exodus, the very first Passover We learn that Moses instructed the Israelites to slaughter a lamb, a Passover lamb, and to place the blood on their doorposts so that God would pass over their houses when he came to slay Egypt's firstborn sons. The verses that I want to focus on today tells us what Moses said to the people after he gave them these instructions. They're in Exodus 12, verses 24 through 27, and I'm going to read them to you now. Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Tell them it's the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Then the people bowed down and worshiped. In these verses, Moses told the people that once they enter the land of Israel, they should continue to sacrifice a Passover lamb every year to commemorate the eve of Exodus. He also told them when their children ask why they're sacrificing the lamb, to tell them how God passed over their houses during the plague of the firstborn. Since the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, there is, of course, no Passover sacrifice Instead, Jews celebrate Passover with a Seder, a ritual meal that involves retelling the story of the Exodus. In order to do that, we set the stage with props and foods that help us to tell the story. So instead of having challah on the table, as we usually do during a typical Shabbat and holiday meal, on Passover we have matzah, which is an unleavened, flat, cracker-like bread. The matzah reminds us of the bread that the Jewish people ate on their way out of Egypt when they left in such a hurry that their bread didn't even have time to rise. Some of the other items that we have on the table are a roasted meat bone that symbolizes the Passover sacrifice, bitter herbs that symbolize the bitterness of slavery, Salt water that reminds us of the tears that the Jewish people shed as slaves. And a special nut and fruit paste that looks like mortar and reminds us of the harsh labor that the Israelites were forced to do as slaves. These symbolic foods are important because the purpose of the Seder is to tell the story of the Exodus from Egypt and in particular to the children so that the story is kept alive and passed down from generation to generation. What's interesting about the verse I shared with you is that it doesn't just tell us what to tell our children about the Exodus story. It actually tells us how to tell the story. Listen again to this part of the verse. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then tell them it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord. That's the verse. God doesn't just want us to retell the Passover story. He wants the process to start with the children asking questions. We see the same idea a little further on in Exodus thirteen fourteen, where we read, In the days to come when your son asks you, What does this mean? Say to him, With a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. The Bible doesn't want us to lecture our children about the story of Exodus. Rather, we are to train our children to ask questions. One of my earliest memories is of my father eating an entire Tablespoon of traditional bitter herbs at the Passover Seder. The horseradish was so bitter that my father's eyes filled with tears and it looked to me like he was crying. I couldn't understand why my father was crying at our holiday meal, so I said to him, Appa, why are you crying? And my father looked at me with a big smile and he said, So that you would ask. Of course, that didn't really answer my question. So one of my older sisters explained that the purpose of eating bitter herbs is to remind us of the bitter slavery and the tears of the Israelites. My father, I remember, just looked at my sister with such a big smile. He was so proud of her for knowing the answer to my question. But he seemed just as proud of me for asking the question in the first place. The entire Seder is structured in a way that encourages questioning. We do unusual things and we eat unusual foods. And when we get to the official storytelling part of the Seder, we don't begin with facts and explanations. Instead, we actually begin with questions. During the Seder meal, we use a guide called the Haggadah, which in Hebrew means the telling. It's a compilation of texts and prayers and songs that's been used for thousands of years to tell the story of leaving Egypt. The very first text that we read is called The Four Questions, and it's traditionally sung by the youngest child at the Seder. Another one of my earliest memories is singing this song, The Four Questions, at our family Seder. I'm the youngest of three daughters, and so once I was old enough to read, it was my job to ask the four questions. I remember standing on a chair in my nice new dress while the entire family looked at me beaming with pride. And when I finished singing these four questions, everyone cheered for me. At the time, I didn't understand the significance of what I was doing, but I definitely learned that asking questions is a good thing to do, and it's something to be celebrated. The Passover Seder was designed to involve children and encourage them to ask questions so that we can have meaningful and relevant conversations about faith. But here's the thing. According to Jewish tradition, if no children are present at the Seder, we still need to ask the four questions. Even if we're alone at our Seder, we need to ask the questions to ourselves. And you might ask the question... Why? Well, I think it's because God wants us all to be lifelong seekers. God wants us to ask. He wants us to learn, to rediscover and recommit to him on our journey of faith. He wants us to grow closer to him. Yes, Passover is a time to teach the fundamentals of our faith to the next generation. But it's also a time to review them for ourselves. It's a time for learning and discovery no matter what our ages and we learn best by asking questions. It might seem counterintuitive, but it's asking questions, not having all the answers, that leads us to more knowledge, new discoveries and greater wisdom. I once heard a beautiful story that demonstrates this exact idea. Isidore Rabi was a Jewish-American physicist who won the Nobel Prize in physics for his discovery of nuclear magnetic resonance, and that's the technology that we use for MRIs. One time, a reporter asked him what made him become a scientist, and listen to what he answered. He said, my mother made me a scientist. When other children came home from school, their mothers would ask, what did you learn today? But my mother would say, Izzy. Did you ask a good question today? He said, learning to ask questions is what made me a scientist. Yes, learning to ask questions is a skill that we teach our children at the Passover Seder. And it's a skill that we all need to develop for life. It's the number one skill for gaining knowledge about anything, including God. If you think that you know everything, then you can't learn. And our tradition also teaches that a person who is shy cannot learn, meaning a person who doesn't ask questions will miss countless learning opportunities. The Hebrew word for knowledge is chachma. If we break that word down into two words, it becomes koahma, which means the power of asking what. This teaches us that there is a great power in asking questions. It leads us to great knowledge. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel said, We are closer to God when we are asking questions than when we think that we have the answers. And I'm going to ask you a question. Why is that? I think it's because when we ask questions, we're more open to learning. The rabbis taught that a person who thinks he has all the answers has no space to receive new knowledge. He is literally full of himself. But when we ask a question, we are admitting with humility that we don't know something. There is a space inside of us that wants to be filled with something that we don't have. We are open to receiving something new, something meaningful, and something significant in our lives. A person who asks questions creates space for answers, new ideas and possibilities that can enter one's mindset and settle into one's soul only if we make the space for it. Judaism is a religion of questions. On one hand, we are called to believe God's promises and trust God's providence. On the other hand, we have a tradition going all the way back to Abraham of questioning God's ways, asking the weighty questions in life, and then seeking the answers. Asking questions is not at odds with faith. Rather, it is the means by which we can deepen our faith and express our desire to know God. By asking questions, we get to know God. And it's also the way we learn about his world. It's how we discover new ideas, new possibilities. Albert Einstein, another famous Jewish scientist, once said, I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. Imagine how much better our world would be if everyone was as passionately curious as Einstein was. The truth is that we all start out curious, but then something happens. And as we get older, many of us stop asking questions. Those of you who have had children or have been around young children, you know that they're forever asking questions. Why is the sky blue? Why does the grass grow? Why do we have to brush our teeth? Why do we have to go to bed at 8 p.m.? And of course, the classic, are we there yet? It's a seemingly endless stream of whys and how comes and did you evers from the time that they get up until they go to sleep. We are all born naturally infinitely curious about the world around us and we ask the questions in order to understand how things work and what our place is in the universe but as we grow older most of us stop asking a lot of questions maybe it's because our teachers or parents didn't have the patience and we learned that asking a lot of questions is annoying to others or maybe we were told that it's wrong to ask questions because it can come across as a challenge whether to authority, status quo, or even God. Or maybe we stop asking questions because we become too busy as adults or because it's just easier to accept that things are the way that they are. But isn't that sad when we stop asking questions? Because when we stop asking questions, we slow down our growth. We aren't as open to learning new things or considering new possibilities. Passover reminds us that we need to continue to ask questions, no matter how old we are and no matter how many times we've read through the Exodus story. We need to see everything, even the Bible that we've read so many times, with fresh eyes and to never stop questioning. And you know what? We need to encourage our children to do the same. In my home, my husband and I do the best we can to turn our Seder into a meaningful and educational experience for our four children aged 6 to 16. And that can be a challenge because the Seder lasts a long time. It can take hours. And a lot of that time is spent reading through and discussing the Exodus story. But years ago, a friend of ours taught us a trick to keep the kids awake and involved. We keep jelly beans on hand and we reward the kids for their involvement. But here's the thing. They get one jelly bean when we ask a question and they give a good answer, but they get two jelly beans if they're the ones who ask a good question. I love that my kids get this yearly reminder that asking questions isn't annoying. It's not immature. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It's actually a very good thing. And I also love that it reminds me that their questions are a very good thing. I'm reminded to treat their questions as holy all year long, no matter what the question might be. Each time a child asks a question, it is an opportunity for us to encourage asking questions in the future and to inspire a lifetime of learning. The Jewish value of asking questions comes down to this. In order to serve God and become the best version of ourselves, we must constantly seek to learn and grow. And in order to learn, we need to ask questions. We can never be happy with where we are. We can never be settled with how close to God we are or how much we've grown. We always need to be striving and seeking more. Asking questions is powerful because it creates the space for learning new information. It requires us to step back and see reality with a different perspective, and it invites us to consider new possibilities. It not only opens us up to a deeper relationship with God, but with the entire world. I was once traveling with my family up north in Israel, and we passed by fields of produce and crops. My daughter turned to me and said, Mommy, why are there all the hungry people in this world when there's so much food? I stopped. Her question made me realize how much we accept as fact that there are people in the world who don't have enough food when instead we should still be questioning that reality. Her question opened my eyes and my mind to looking at this challenge with fresh eyes. Asking a question is like opening a door. It offers us a new perspective and new possibilities rather than recycling the same information over and over again. And the better the questions we ask, the better the wisdom we gain. For example, we can ask meaningful questions like, why am I here? Or how can I make the world a better place? We can ask, do things always need to be the way that they are now? Is it possible to change things for the better? We can also change the nature of our questions so that they're more thoughtful and we can challenge assumptions. Instead of asking, why are people hungry? We can ask, how can I feed more people? Instead of asking, how can I change a bad habit? We can ask, how can I be a bit better than yesterday? Sometimes the right questions can create a huge shift in our thinking and in our entire lives. So here are some of my favorites. What would I try if I wasn't afraid to fail? What would I pray for if I really believed in all my heart that God was listening? What are my values and does my life reflect what I value most? And lastly, what would I do today if I knew it was my last? It's the questions that we ask today that really build a better tomorrow for ourselves, for our families, for our communities, and for the world. In Proverbs 2, verses 3 to 5, we read, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. This verse teaches us that if we want to find wisdom, and if we truly want a meaningful relationship with God, we have to ask the questions and seek the answers. This week, let's all take some time to ask some really good questions that can lead us to personal growth and a closer connection to God. Take some time to revisit some of the big questions in life, like, why am I here? And am I living my life in alignment with my values? Or maybe you can revisit one of the world's greatest problems. Try asking about it and see if it opens up new perspectives. The more we ask questions, my friends, of ourselves and of the world around us, the more we will learn and the more we will improve both ourselves and the world. Shavuot and Happy Passover my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at Yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.